Hey there, entrepreneurs. And before we jump in, if you did not have a chance to go back and check out last Monday's interview, you're going to want to do that because I had a great and just fantastic chat with Antonia Hawk, who is the global head of the Ritz-Carlton Leadership Center. Now they go, you know, she, she goes all over the world, just training people on kind of how to be their best in the companies, her company culture, and just all sorts of things. So you won't want to miss that. But for right now, I am jumping in with the incredible Serena Talbot. Let's go. Ever found yourself teetering on the edge of throwing in the towel? You know, asking yourself questions like, is this supposed to be this hard? Or is it even possible to succeed at this entrepreneur thing? I completely get it because I built my successful businesses while juggling major health issues for my children and myself, debt piling up to my eyeballs and so much more. Want to know how the hell I succeeded and how you can too? Tune in to find out. Here we go. Hey there, entrepreneurs, and welcome, welcome to this week's episode. You are definitely in for a fantastic conversation today because I am joined by Serena Talbot. And let me give you a little bit of background for this wonderful person. So she is a transformational coach and Serena combines the powerful tool of rapid transformational therapy with coaching. She's helping business owners and individuals understand how to navigate both growth and the obstacles of their business, you know, because her belief is that your business is leading you to an amazing place, but you need to be ready for it. Let me just say that again, folks, you need to be ready for it. Her work focuses on mindset and inner healing, bringing you scientifically proven techniques to get your subconscious on board with your goals. This allows you to rapidly overcome anxiety, overwhelm, self-doubt, and sabotage so you can move to the next level of your life and business. And isn't that the goal, everybody? I think that is a fabulous thing to offer. So welcome, Serena, to the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I'm excited. Yeah, no, I'm really excited for this conversation too, because as we were talking about before the show, I'm a, I'm a huge advocate of you know rapid transformational therapy. It's made an impact in my life as well. So why don't we jump in? Give us some backstory, your entrepreneurial journey, and, and how you came to practice this modality. Yeah, so it started uh, with me starting a business in 2007, which is a long time ago you know, now. I, don't say that. <laughs> I know. Um, I, my, my youngest daughter, I got pregnant with her soon after starting and she's 12 and a half. So it was a long time ago. Uh, and so I've always wanted to help people heal. That's always been like my purpose. And so we, this was a, the business was a nonprofit homeless shelter that we started and I had big plans and big vision, you know, yes. for this thing to go on forever. And what happened, and this is what I believe every business does is what happened throughout that process was I was 
uh, coming up against obstacles of, you know, relationships with people and trusting myself and not second guessing decisions, you know, having confidence and all these things. And also my self-worth and perfectionism and saying yes to everybody. All these things were coming up and showing areas of my life that needed to, where I needed to grow and I needed to heal and I needed to change my beliefs about things. And so I was trying to figure out how to do that. That was, you know, me trying to work through that and change how I was thinking, change how I was believing. And in the process, going through people, if that makes sense, like I would have people come on board and be on my board of the organization and coming alongside and trying to help. And because of my beliefs and needing everything to be perfect and trying to do everything myself. I was going through people and I was really burning myself out because I thought if it's going to be done, I have to do it. And, you know, if it's going to be done right. And I, and I felt like it was my baby and I couldn't let it go. And really my self-worth was wrapped up in this thing. And so after five years, I was completely burned out and had an ulcer. My kids hated my phone. My youngest was born when we started, but I have uh, three other girls. I have four girls and I was completely out of balance. I, you know, I don't believe work is bad, but when you can't shut it off and when I, I couldn't focus on anything else, when I was home, I wasn't present. And so it closed. And when that happened, because I had been trying to work on myself as fast as I could, you know, and try to to move, move past these things, but I I wasn't able to, I didn't know, I didn't have the tools and the techniques and the skills to do the work that needed to be done for this. Mm -hmm. And I also believe it wasn't, that wasn't what I was supposed to do my whole life. I thought it was, but it wasn't. So that ended and I went home. And I really considered myself a failure. You know, this thing, the success of this thing was supposed to make me feel good and and make me feel worthy and valuable. And so the days we'd get like a really big donation or have a really successful fundraiser, or we'd have this amazing testimonial with one of the women in the shelter, I'd feel amazing. And, you know, a day that we were, that the donation didn't come in and we were struggling, I would be like, I'm horrible. Like I was, it was a roller coaster and it was not sustainable. And so I went home um, and I remember it and I cried and I ate a lot of chocolate. Sure, I'm sure. (laughs) And I was just devastated because I thought this was the thing, you know, and it turned out it wasn't. And part of it was a huge relief because I was just tired. I mean, I was exhausted. Um, But I really felt, I, I say God, people say universe, whatever. I really loud and clear heard sweetie, you need to know you're valuable when you're not doing anything. And, and the doing and trying to be a good girl and trying to get my self-worth from doing was started way before this organization. But like I say, business really, to me, magnifies where we need to grow. And that can be, that's not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's when I started the process. I went to therapy and counseling and read books and did programs and, you know, learned all these things. I learned past abuse in my life was was the root of things and that, you know, why I was feeling anxious and why I didn't, why I felt insecure, you know, was because of this and that and this in my past. And I thought, well, that's great. 
I know why, but I actually just want to stop feeling this way. <laughs> I feel like I understand it now. Like but I have a good handle on cause yeah. and effect, but like yeah. I actually want to think differently. And I, I come across information that's like if you, if you repeat this every day for five years, you'll change your belief. And I was like, who has time for that? Like I have so many. Like how do you do that? Like I believe in affirmations. I believe in affirmations, but I was like, is there anything like? faster and and more effective and so that was when a friend of a friend introduced me to uh, a rapid transformational therapy and a woman in my area that did it and that session completely one session completely shifted those beliefs not all of them and I didn't turn out you know like perfect afterwards but the thing where I was like I actually want to think differently happened in the area of, of feeling like I belong and I meant to be here. You know, I had, because when we experience things in our past, you know, like abuse from a parent, we question that on a deep level. We question, yeah. am I supposed to be here? Am I wanted? And that will mess with your business. You think, you think just a little? <laughs> so, so that was really powerful. And by then, you know, it had been years later and my kids were getting older and I was looking at going back to school and I was like, oh, this is what I want to do. And and really, even in the homeless shelter, that was my heart to transform lives. Right. Right. And so now I had come across this tool, this powerful tool to actually do it. So I went back to school and and I've been a transformational coach now for three years and I'm so excited you know about rapid transformation therapy because I'm excited to hear you talk about it I know you know and I stumbled across it because similar to you I mean I've dealt with trauma and big t trauma little t trauma all sorts of things and you know recently folks may not know this but in the past couple months I reached a point where I was like I'm blocked and I don't know what it is I've done all the things I've seen all the therapists I've read all the books like I I can't go any farther. I don't. And it's because like you said, it's on the subconscious level. It's those beliefs that, you know, they're running on a loop that your brain just has believed for so long, but you can't necessarily access them at the surface level, like with an affirmations, which I'm with you. Like I, I think affirmations are lovely, but there are certain things that, you know, if your brain has been told this equals worthy for, you know, a million yeah. years, then yeah. it'll take a little bit longer for an affirmation to penetrate if, if at all. So can you explain to folks exactly how RTT works? Yeah. And the reason we, so your subconscious is 95% of your life. So right. that's where your beliefs live. That's where you actually, so now scientists, you know, to be geeky, it's, it's alpha and theta brain waves. Yeah. And we operate most of the time in beta, which is our conscious, which is only 5%. So if you're working on the affirmations, you got 5%. And if there's something that doesn't agree with that affirmation, that you're beautiful, you're wonderful, you're worthy, you're valuable. If that 95% doesn't agree, you're not going to get anywhere. And the fascinating things as kids live in that alpha theta brainwave state, they're getting programmed until age seven or 10. So doesn't it make sense if you want to change it, that you operate in that state? And that's the thing that rapid transformational therapy does. It looks at, okay, what's the root? We don't spend forever talking about, well, maybe it was this, and maybe it was that, maybe it was that. We ask and your brilliant mind and body say, here's the root. It was this situation and this situation where I downloaded this belief. 
that maybe mm -hmm. I'm not valuable, I'm not worthy, I'm not wanted. And that runs until we interrupt it. And, you know, like you said, you're trying to do these things in your business and your conscious is like, of course I'm worthy. I can do this. I can charge this. I can ask for that. I can go there. I can do that. And if there's anything in your subconscious, it wins yeah. because it's the 95%. And that's when you get stuck and you need to address it. And so, yeah, that's what rapid transformational therapy does at it. It works on getting to the root of whatever it is in your past. It's holding you stuck, keeping you stuck releasing it and then reprogramming for the truth and then the affirmation can stick because then your subconscious is agreeing with it instead of right. fighting it so right. then you can say i'm worthy i'm valuable and it's on a deeper level and then you can go do right you've right. got stuff to do we don't need to be talking about this stuff forever yeah <laughs> like, yeah exactly because i mean i think some of us you know and and again I am not a professional at any of this. You are certified, so we'll, we'll give it to you. But, you know, I, there are some things to your point that you just can't reach sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I think people give it, give affirmations like that 5%, um, a little bit too much, too much credit on the science level, but also your brain hates conflict, correct? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so Absolutely. your brain will resolve it in the quickest way possible, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's going to, it's going to move it. So it loves what's familiar right. and it's going to move you toward what feels good versus um, what's painful. And if, and if you're fighting yourself with that belief that you're trying to have and the, and the one that's been running for five years or 10 years or 20 years or 30 years, yeah. like it resolves that pain by just going, nope, like that's not happening. We're just going to self-sabotage. We're just going to procrastinate. We're just going to have a, you know, we're just going to be anxious. And when you communicate on that level of, of making success familiar, of making different stories, you know, that's the thing is our subconscious is run by stories, yeah. you know, pictures and words we get when we're little. So it's really about rewriting a story versus just putting and, and I feel like we're bashing affirmations. I love them, but, no, but I do love but, them too, but still I get but what you're saying. Instead of just like pounding new words in, you really need to create the, the whole new story. And I like to share that because I think there's a lot of business owners and a lot of people in general beating themselves up. Like, why can't yeah. I do this? I know this, like, I know better. Like, why do I keep doing this? I mean, you know, maybe I'm not cut out for this or maybe I'm stupid. It's like, nope, you're just outnumbered. Exactly. Like, let's take all that shame right off. You know, yeah. This. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're spot on is like, if we keep putting on, putting on, putting on, you know, essentially you're not removing, you're not getting to the root cause. Yeah. Right. So when we're putting a bandaid on top mm -hmm. of something that's just been to your point, replaying for 20, 30 plus years. And it's, it always reminds me of, you know, habit forming as well. Mm -hmm. When people are like, eh, tomorrow, I'm just going to stop doing this thing I've been doing for 30 years. And I'm like, okay, what, what do you think your brain's going to do about that one? Um, you know, and I'll, I'll see you back in a week <laughs> <laughs> because you haven't done the groundwork behind it. And I'm actually, I'm in a really interesting course right now around money and this sort of, this sort of work, because there's so many messages your subconscious has been given around just money, your ability to attract it? Is it evil? Um, so what kinds of things do you see business owners coming in for? Like what kind of blocks and resolutions and things do you see? Yeah, I worked with, I worked with a client, um, it was a couple of years ago now, and she was in real estate. And so in real estate, you have a lot of 
you kind of create your 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 wealth right there's kind of not that glass ceiling so she had colleagues around her who were just making a lot more money doing the same activities and it's really fascinating when you have these blocks like it's the energetics like yeah. like you're doing the same thing but you're not getting the results exactly. um and so she came to me and she's like I don't understand. I'm doing everything right. I should be making more money. So we go and we look at the root and it is this woman. And I believe entrepreneurs, like you all start, we all start young. Like maybe you're seven, you got the, you're selling your, you know, your old clothes or your toys or your lemonade stand. And that's what it was for her. And, and having that money is evil, right? That was a belief. There was some religious stuff going on in, in her past and money is evil, And then when she wanted nice clothes, that was bad, you know, and greedy. And so it was really money's bad. And this fascinates me. And this is huge. So many people, well, we don't want to be like those people or their their money and they're hurting people and they're greedy. And, you know, I have never met so far. I know there are greedy mean people in the world. But I've never had a client that's like, I want to use this money and hurt people. Exactly. You know, this purposely is- <laughs> like, I'm out for it. Give me a million <laughs> yeah. so that I can just, you know, I mean, maybe you get there along the way when you don't check your ego, but I don't know anybody who right. goes out for that. This is a single mama. She just wants to provide for her son. We're like, no, money is not bad. And really seeing it. So the thing is, when you're little, you just have a, you have a child mindset. So when you can go back as an adult with that wisdom and say, you know, understand, like, no, you're not going to do anything bad with this money. Money's not evil. You were just, and I say, when I work with entrepreneurs, I'm like, you were brilliant. Most seven-year-olds were not doing lemonade stands like this is your calling yeah um and when she released that and really money is neutral you know money isn't good or bad but we for her she wanted to do good things with money so she could look at it as good um she quadrupled her income in a few months you know and that's real estate that's not always a possibility but yeah once it wasn't bad she wasn't repelling it you know and and being insecure about those conversations or those actions that she needed to take and then i um had one client who just has huge goals um recently she wants to become really wealthy um she owns uh she's co-owner of an insurance company that's a possibility and but we talked about what does rich look like and she had some hang-ups like i'm going to be a bitch i'm going to be greedy or i have to buy fur and diamonds you know and she's real sporty you know so she's like i don't want to change my clothes so it was like when your brain can't picture it you know that's a thing too or what you've seen or we have you know things where our programming around those rich people is there this or that Mm -hmm. because we just don't know a lot of rich people maybe and we don't know there's millionaires walking around us you know that that you can't even tell so really changing what does it mean you know what does it look like absolutely and so she yeah she released that and then it was like oh oh good i don't actually have to change who i am yeah and it's, it's really interesting for those of you who have not undergone RTT. Like I remember walking out of the session, like something's different. I'm not quite sure what it is. Like I know, and there was an exercise, at least I went through in my session where you were literally restocking a file cabinet, like your brain as if it was re, you know, reorganizing the files. And it's just, it was very Mm -hmm. hard to describe when I came out of the session, but I was like, oh, you know, the, the situations in particular that we went through, there was no longer that deep emotional attachment to it you begin to look at it like data is that is that a good way to explain that 
Absolutely. And to me, it's so anytime, like we don't have to go digging for the past. What we're, what comes up that's stopping you in your business or your life are things, I say it's like a hook. There's a hook to your past, like an anchor, right. and you're trying to move past it and it's pulling you back. Mm-hmm. And yeah, when you unhook all of that emotion that was there is no longer there. And that can be even, you know, big T trauma experiences, right. but they are 20 year old. 20 years old that's the thing is you they're not true you're not not valuable or not worthy or not lovable right. and and they're old and so it's really putting them in their proper place yes of you know in your past and you are an amazing incredible human with talents and gifts and those things and those experiences were not true they weren't the truth about you so it's once you 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 take your power back from any areas that yeah. uh, it, it got taken from you is the way I see yeah. it. No, absolutely. And I think you alluded to something interesting earlier as well around, you know, at least for me, I tend to know that it's a limiting belief when it's kind of, um, and everyone is this, or in all the people with this do this, you know, when they're, when you're speaking in those, those absolutes, about every single person. And I, and I find myself doing it, you know, especially if you're talking to, you know, a parent or somebody like that, you know, and they're like, well, everybody that, and I'm like, everybody, have you met them all? Every single one of them, (laughs) Mm -hmm. So you know, all rich people are mean, really? Have you met them all? Like all over the world? Um, you know, to, so to your earlier point, just to bring that back is that it's not speaking in absolutes about anything is usually not, not a good thing. Right. (laughs) Exactly. And that's what, when, when we're like, you're saying the file cabinet, when it's getting loaded up and programmed, just like you're programming, programming a computer, right? When you're that kid, it is everyone. Like you filter it and you say these absolutes, it's everyone. And it's always going to be like this and Mm -hmm. it'll never be different. And it, and that's how your subconscious works. And so, yeah, you can tell if you're noticing those beliefs coming up as you're trying to change something. Yeah. And I think also it must factor into the, how your brain doesn't want to be kicked out of the tribe as well, right. With your subconscious beliefs. Right. So can you, do you understand what I'm saying? I'm making sure I'm saying it correctly too. How people yeah. don't, they don't want to be different. Right. Especially when it comes to when yeah. you're an entrepreneur and I know there are quite a few entrepreneurs who are considered different from those people yes. around them who love them and care about them. But, <laughs> you know, you don't want to be voted off the island and your brain like is hardwired for that connection. So I think sometimes people are hesitant to, to remove those. But can you speak to that a little bit? Because they're not absolutely. gone. They're just refined. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so the fascinating thing to me about our brains is your brain wants you safe. Yes. So what's the safest place you could ever be? It's either in your bed under the covers or hiding under your bed. So that's directly (laughs) opposite of success, right? Success is put yourself out there and be proud of yourself and tell people about you and shine, really. But hiding is something, again, it's hardwired for, you know, thousands of years. As a human race, we were better in tribes. We would scan the, you know, scan the horizon for danger. It's fascinating because 70% of your thoughts, if you don't do this work to interrupt them, are negative. Yeah. So depressing it's to keep you safe <laughs> to, to be like, safe. Hey, there's a lion. Don't get eaten. But there's a difference between there's yes. a lion and there's a client to pitch, but your brain yes. can't tell the difference. 
<laughs> it's fascinating because we've we've evolved right as as humans there aren't lions anymore we're not warring with tribes we live longer we have safety there just aren't the dangers right. so to me all of success is retraining your mind to literally be positive right positive mindset but it's it's understanding that that's the battle it's not this isn't willpower this isn't um you know intelligence this is an emotional brain you know and i love how um uh uh i'm not i'm not remembering her name but she talks about how fear isn't allowed to drive it has to be in the back seat yeah um i'm totally spacing on her name but um eat pray love Oh, um, Elizabeth Gilbert. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I knew it was one of like her or or someone in that group. Yeah. But you, so, so yes, in tribes, we, if you went out on your own, you were not safe, right? The lion's going to get the the one that's out by themselves. There were safety in numbers. And so it's, it's switching. This isn't just my lifetime, but this is like as a human kind of our default programming as Mm -hmm. well that we need to shift and train ourselves that we're safe and that we're going to be okay. And like Liz Gilbert says, you don't let fear drive, but you honor fear. Exactly. And and you say, thanks. Thanks brain for trying to keep me safe, but we're good. Exactly. And it's, so it's this, instead of fighting yourself, it's kind of soothing yourself almost like, thank you yeah. so much, but we actually don't need that program anymore. We don't live in an area of war with other tribes mm-hmm. and, you know, lions. So we're okay. And it's training, not only your mind, but your body that you are safe to be seen, to show up, to be yourself and to succeed. Like that's the work of an entrepreneur, in my opinion. Right. Exactly. I just, I I could talk about this stuff forever because I'm living it. I feel like um, on so many levels. Um, But I think also, you know, just in regards to kind of the current state that we're dealing with too, with COVID and all of that stuff, I've been having a lot of conversations with folks about what it's going to look like to, you know, quote unquote, normalize, which I don't, whatever, we need a better term for that. Um, On the opposite side of COVID, because so many people have been living in that kind of trauma or fear state where they're just on high alert all the time. So when they go to move out of it, I imagine that's going to be an interesting transition as well for entrepreneurs, for moms, for dads, for whoever, right? Absolutely. And you know, when, when the pandemic first started, I just felt like I was like raising my hand going, guys, it's okay. Like we're in a pandemic. Cause you were like, I'm going to be productive at home. I'm like, no, 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 like, this is this is stressful we haven't done this or trying to like guess what's going to happen it's like again as humans um victor frankel was a psychologist who was in concentration camps in world war ii and so they experienced starvation and abuse and death and he said the worst part was uncertainty again as humans we really like certainty yes we do and so it's giving we need to give ourselves some grace as we come out of this and like deal with what you're feeling like and not beat yourself up you know that's the main thing don't just expect to like bounce out of this a lot of people are going to i think yeah (laughs) and there's that combination of like relief like oh we're over black and white like we were in it now we're out of it you know and we're going to be in a gray area for everything is in gray number one but i think people are definitely going to be like i'm good now and on their way and then that's going to bite them 
later on, right? Yes. Well, and I found that for people who kind of were in denial about this all happening in the first place, like at some point down the line, kind of hit a wall. Um, So it just, it's all of it is honoring you and honoring what comes up. And some people are going to look like they bounce because maybe they've just been processing all along. Um, But yeah, just to acknowledge like we're humans and this has really been challenging and that's okay. And we're resilient and we can overcome this, you know, because the other thing is we can't throw up our hands and go like, Oh, this is so hard and give up. Right. So it's, it's really honoring our capacity to change and honoring the feelings that come up and not like just shutting everything down and pretending and Right. And, you know, to come full circle back to RTT, honoring those triggers, right. Or those hooks as you described them that are, that are triggering you now, while, as you go through this COVID period and all the heightened stress, but that could be attached to something when you were a child, right? Yeah. That makes it, you know, anyone who experienced trauma, I think it, it is harder. And so it's just a big, it's a huge invitation to grow and reconnect with who we are and change. And, you know, I think if, if you need help, like I needed help to do it, mm-hmm. it just seems like it's this, you know, horrible time, but also a time where a lot of people are refocusing, like what's yeah. important and yeah. what have I just been coping with and what have I just been tolerating? And it's, it's like, to me, this is a time where you have to, in order to have peace, you've got to be doing some work and, and whatever that is for you, if it is meditating or journaling or, you know, hanging out with friends or seeking help, like it's, it's a kind of a non, non-negotiable when right, you go through right. these and times. And it's also about the consciousness, like yeah. be conscious folks listening of the fact that you do need, there is work to be done. Maybe you were doing it all along, but there's always something that you need from a support system. And I, I like the fact that you include like hanging out with friends or, you know, whatever that level is, but it's that that proof to your body and your mind that you are safe mm-hmm. on some levels, I would, I would guess. Um, so I have to ask the question cause I know it works, but I know there are people out there who are probably like, what is this thing? It can't be this good. It can't be this quick. What do you say to the people who are like, what is this woo woo stuff? Like those kinds of questions. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and that's why I love to talk about the subconscious because to me it's, you're just working with this powerful part of your mind instead of against it. Um, And what I love is it brain science can now measure this stuff and they can, they can learn now they're learning. Our brains can actually rewire and it doesn't have to take forever. And we can rewire how we're thinking, which rewires how we're feeling, which rewires Mm -hmm. how we're acting. And that can be done in a short amount of time. So it's really, using that modern brain science. But I have lots of people ask, like, am I going to quack like a duck? Like, you know, because it uses um, (laughs) hypnotherapy. Um, I just made, I just uh, did a testimonial with a client, you know, who that was her first experience, right? You you go to a party, there's a hypnotist, somebody quacks like a duck or something. And so this is completely different um, because you're, it's in a therapeutic setting. Um, So that's something that I get a lot, but yeah, it's, you know, and as far as woo woo, I think a lot of science is now that they're measuring all these things in the yeah. line between like woo woo and science is um, 
uh, getting less, but I'm right. a person who is like, I'm not doing that. So <laughs> I've, I've really dug into the science. Like I'm not meditating. I'm not doing that stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, even, um, going back to your past, you know, when I first started healing, I'm like, Oh, screwed that. Like that's in the past. Like, I don't want to yeah. do that. Um, but understanding like you're already operating with your subconscious. You're already like, people are like, I'm logical and I'm not emotional. You're already yeah. responding you're not, with you're your not emotionals. <laughs> no. And, oh, no. And to me, this is really giving, like you said, you driving it, you getting in control where you can choose how you're going to respond instead of just reacting. So yeah, you're getting in a calm, relaxed state, the alpha beta or the alpha theta brainwaves where you can change how you're thinking quicker. You can do it consciously, but it takes a lot longer. It's a less efficient. And to me, this is just a more efficient method. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause you're, you're essentially in how long does it take? two hours, two and a half hours. Yeah. Yeah. And again, like, we're not saying like, it's an instant button of your fixed, correct? Like you have to do, you have to do the work maybe more than one session, depending on, it depends on the person, yes. right? And the way I work with people is we do, we'll do a six week intensive where there's that session and then there's coaching around it because so, okay, you, you release some money blocks or you release some anxiety, you know, what does that look like in the rest yeah. of your life? And so I'll coach with people six weeks or over six months. And I'm also very much about trusting yourself as a business yeah. owner. And, you know, you do the deep healing work and then what does that look like to trust yourself? What is it? Yeah. What does it mean when you're listening to yourself and honoring yourself? So I do work around that as well for that's, coaching. That's brilliant. Cause you're right. Like you just rewired stuff. So how, how does the world look to you after that? And how do you function, you know, within it to, to keep it, you know, wired in that manner? Um, well, I know we could talk about this forever, but I want to be cognizant of the time. So, um, can you tell folks where they can find you so that they can learn more about this? Cause I definitely think it's a lot of entrepreneurs could benefit from it. Absolutely. Um, it's serenatalbot.com. So if you can spell my name, you're good. That's where you'll find me everywhere. So C-Y-R-I-N-A and then Talbot, T-A-L-B-O-T-T. So serenatalbot.com and then on Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram, Serena Talbot. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. And folks, just as a little special thing for you for listening, Serena is going to be giving half off of coaching for your first month. So if you reach out to her and you say that you heard about her on the podcast, that is what you are going to get. So you definitely want to make sure you take advantage of that. Cause I can say, like I said, firsthand, RTT is fantastic <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and life-changing. So if you um, reach out half off your coaching session. Um, all right. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anything last, you know, last moments that you want to give for wisdom before we sign off? Um, just one thing is whatever, whatever showing up, like you said, you know, what was showing up a couple months ago, like it's awesome. It feels horrible, but it's awesome awesome because on the other side of it is, you know, the success that you want. So when things come up, you know, ask for help, look for resources. And I believe, you know, when, when the problem comes up, the solution comes up too. And don't stop your business or stop progress. Keep going. That's my main thing. Keep going. 
Good. Yeah. I love that. And especially on the resilient entrepreneur, we definitely love that message. So- <laughs> yes, you are very powerful. Yes. Yeah. So, well, thank you so much for being here with me today. I know this conversation has you know, given folks tons of options and a ton of great information. So thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I can't echo what Serena was saying in this episode enough for you all, because for me, I've had the personal experience of, you know, I've read the books, I've taken the classes, I've done so much work, hours of therapy, different things and different modalities to kind of help me, you know, overcome some things in my past and limiting beliefs. But RTT is just a completely different level. Cause like she said, if these things are living in a subconscious state for you, these kind of scripts that are running over and over again, you know, they could be attached to money. They could be attached to your worth. They could be attached to and getting in the way of your success as a business owner. So it's definitely something, you know, if you're feeling stuck, you may want to give, you know, give it a chance, give it a try, check it out, reach out to Serena. And on next week's episode, I am having a great conversation with Nicole Lewis Keebler, who is a business therapist. So she sees it all. And we're going to kind of continue this theme of getting your mind right, right? Getting your your mindset in the right place, but also looking at the intersection of mental health and entrepreneurship, because it's definitely a relevant conversation that needs to be had. And hopefully we'll support all of you, especially in this crazy time that we're living in right now. So you won't want to miss that. And if you're looking to find me, I am at createhonesty.com. Create Honesty is my handle on IG, Clubhouse, and Facebook. And you can look me up by name on LinkedIn. And as always, if you love this podcast, please don't forget to download, subscribe, rate, and review. And you know, tell a friend because who couldn't use a little more resilience in their life, right? See you later.